I'm not sitting in a movie theater with kids ripping a boner. Like <laughs> that's 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 probably. I think we all Unless understand. It's a Miles Teller movie. Merry Christmas, Pete. Hey, Boom. Merry motherfucking Christmas, motherfuckers. Eve. This is the Christmas episode. You, <laughs> right said, on time. We said you were getting it. Um, last episode, which was like a year ago, a year ago we said uh, next we'll have a Christmas special. And then after that, we'll do, uh, what did we say we were going to do? We were going to do sing. a sing episode. Uh, didn't do so either we, of those. We promised two episodes uh, on the last episode, and we gave you neither of them. Yeah, and you know what's kind of disheartening? When we missed the first one, a couple people were like, excuse me, where's... Because normally if our episodes don't come out by like 11 noon on a Friday or Monday, we get the... Like, where the fuck the, the podcast? We, the Caddyshack gif, the one oh, that's yeah. like... Well, well we're, we're waiting. waiting. Yeah, we get those. Uh, so we got those the first day that we did not deliver the podcast. And the next one, everyone was like... They right, died. Whatever. I guess they it's, died. Yeah, this right. is over. 2016, just taking Deej and Pete, whatever. We we missed one episode and people were like, eh, didn't need this podcast anyway. <laughs> right. That's, that. honestly, that's why we have to do two episodes a week because if we... We have to stay in people's lives. Exactly. We could we could cool so easily. This is probably the, the easiest podcast to cool off from. Um, weird thing about me, I've stopped listening to Pardon My Take just for a timing reason. And I think uh, our episodes have gotten better as a result. I think that when Pardon My Take clouds our minds, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It's like bands back in the day would listen to all their shit and kind of be influenced by each other. I think that's not, not good for us. <laughs> I think that we've just got to let our freak flag we, we, fly. We've got to be and, as weird as possible. And yeah. Come up with our own fucking strange ideas. Yeah, so this is our Christmas episode. A lot of it won't be about Christmas, but we said you were getting a Christmas episode, and by golly, here's a, a Christmas episode. So no video, nothing like that. <laughs> we do have a video in the works, though. We're going to make our uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda audition, audition tape. Audition tape. <laughs> uh, so I was this, should we sw- swear on that? Um, probably not. I don't yeah. think so. I, think that if I don't we, think we need to. I think that if we play any clips, though, we'll... A lot of our clips are NSFW, but we could bleep them. Like one of my favorite uh, audio moments from brunch, this is exclusively an audio podcast, so one of my favorite (laughs) moments from brunch is when we were at the movies and uh, we found out that soon they were going to start banning cell phones. And as we were telling the story, both of us at the same time were like, fuck that. We (laughs) want to be able to text. And that's something that we could include in there. Maybe we could bleep it. Have a little kind of bad boy image going, or we could do like the uh, the radio thing, like in the in the '90s, where like they they found creative ways to to bleep. How they do that? I don't know. Like in the Nelly song, there was like oh, like kind like of play it backwards. Yeah, no. They, well, there's like they add in like sound effects. Oh, to cover okay, up like the a whistle, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what I was I found recently? Um, so Jeff and I are both making New Year's Eve playlists, and we were discussing basically like what's your game plan and. I said, I've got a best of 2016 playlist. By the way, I'll tweet that. Uh, I I shared a 2015 one last year, and for some reason it actually kind of had some juice. So not that any of you guys want it, but I'll share the 2016 one. Anyway, I'm going to take that, and then I'm going to add a lot of people who died in 2016. So like a lot Lots of George of Michael. With. Right. A lot of great, great music. And uh, Jeff was like, cool, I'm doing the same thing. And then I said, I'm... 
I was like, I've also been on a Kanye kick for some reason, so I'm also just dumping a lot of Kanye in there. Kanye basically died in 2016. And Jeff made the point that Kanye is dead to so many people now that he qualifies as somebody who died in 2016. So our playlists are just like all good songs from 2016, a lot of David Bowie, a lot of George Michael, and a lot of Kanye West. But uh, the song School Spirit by Kanye West, one of my favorite Kanye songs, it's censored, it's edited, it's the only uh, song on that album that's edited, and I looked up why. Uh, it samples an Aretha Franklin song, and Aretha Franklin would not let him sample her on a, like inappropriate track. So it's really weird that it's got... It's a power move. Right, like that album is chock full of crazy shit, and then on this one, it, it does the censor move where it kind of plays it backwards, so it's like school spirit move... <laughs> Uh, okay. That kind of thing. Yeah, I I uh I'm I hate when when uh when it's like lazily edited out. Like yeah. when it just like stops the you can tell that it's like just brazenly cut out. Yeah. I like when you find creative ways to mask the swears. When it's masked so well that when you hear it, when it's you hear how it actually like, goes, it just like kind of becomes part of it. Right. Um Jay-Z did a crazy one. He, because he basically reinvented the song "Can I Get a" featuring oh, right. Emil and Ja Rule. Yeah. It went from "Can I Get a What What," which prompted my mom. Uh, she would always drive me to hockey games and hockey practices and stuff, and that song was always on. And like my mom and I knew all the words, we loved the song, so she bought me the Rush Hour uh, soundtrack <laughs> for Christmas. And she was like, "Oh, well, it's parental advisory, but whatever. It's probably some other song." And uh, can I get a fuck you? <laughs> that it is. It is that chorus just <laughs> comes right out the gate with fuck you with a lot of end bombs it's cuz it starts like can i get a what what to my people and yeah. none of those words are said <laughs> in the actual version uh when i was a a youngster a young lad uh i burned a cd uh, that I ended up playing at a family party mm-hmm. uh, and like blasted it. Nice. And uh, I downloaded uh, the Petey Pablo North Carolina nice. song. Raise up. And I uh, I had only heard the clean version. So when the dirty version played, it was like just bl- blaring through my house. Petey Bob, motherfucker! <laughs> and, I was, and my mom was like, what the hell is this? That is the only way to answer that question, though. Like, uh, So... Some people at CSN came up with a pretty clever game. You go up to somebody to test how old they are and say to them, North Carolina, and see how they respond. And if they respond with anything other than come on and raise up, it means that they're probably, I don't know, like 35 or older. Um, so that's pretty... I wonder if you just went up to somebody and said, who am I, to see if they <laughs> respond, PD Pob motherfucker. Because if somebody... I, I would probably respond with that. Yeah, probably. Um, speaking of swears and just getting crazy with the words, uh, gotta shout out Brad Marchand because someone called him uh, a hard F yesterday on Twitter. Uh, that's Thursday night on Twitter after the Bruins game. And he ruined that person's life in response. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, so my favorite part is that the person said, like... I forget what he said, but I think it like it was... 
why don't you put Chara's dick in your mouth, you fag? The tweet was, so this is also, I'm finding, I'm realizing now, this is in response to, he had tweeted out. Um, oh, yeah, he was trying friends. to hold out a family. Right, so there was like a family that lost their house in a fire, and their last name was, was Marshand. Marshand. Yeah. So, Which is, I'm assuming that's how Brad Marshand found it. Like, somebody probably, like, tweeted at him being like, like help is this out related a Mar- to you or yeah, something? Yeah, or like, help out a Marshand or something. Yeah. So he tweeted, like, uh, out a link to a GoFundMe saying these guys lost their house in a fire. Like it's so terrible. Um, anything you could give would be great. And of course, all the responses were like, "Why don't you pay for your own brother's house or something?" Yeah. And then he had to follow up with like, "I'm not related to these people. Just trying to do a nice thing, people." And uh, so someone last night tweeted at Brad Marchand, and because GoFundMe is. In the tweet. So it's apparently in response to that. Put Chara's dick back in your mouth, you fucking fag. Um, Marshand. So what I was saying is my favorite part is that Marshand quote tweeted it and said like, what what was his response? This derogatory statement is offensive to so many people around the world. You're the kind of kid parents are ashamed of. (laughs) Uh, Also, he used the wrong your. He used the wrong your, but twice. It could be. Oh, wait, is it? He used it. He used it. Uh, so this is my favorite part of the the tweet is that he quote tweeted it and shamed the person. He, and, he used it wrong once. No, no, no. So he quote tweeted it and shamed the person, uh, and that person predictably deleted the tweet and their account. Yeah, just immediately left Twitter, which is the only thing your only course of action. Well, after he that deleted happens. the tweet and then Marshand <laughs> tweeted for everyone to see, like, "Not so fast, bitch!" And yeah. It was like a <laughs> screen grab. It amazing. And that is a perfect Marshand move, right? But, but he, so he said he used the wrong "your" in the original quote tweet, and then he used the wrong oh, "your." No. He said he's like, "You're you're not getting off that fast," and he uh. posted the, t- the screen grab, like. Doesn't really matter. That's junior players versus uh, college players. Um, he also, well, I mean, we can do a little segment called editing Brad Marchand's tweet. Uh, he also ended his tweet with a preposition. He said, you're the kind of kid parents are ashamed of. It would be you're the kind of kid of whom parents are ashamed. And he, But he didn't end it with a period. So nice, not a serial killer. So he's not a serial killer. But he killer. did end it with like four words smushed together, like <laughs> <Yeah>. no spaces. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it was very very well intentioned. Uh if I'm the Bruins, I feel great about that. I give it like, a, give him an A. Right. Yeah, he's <laughs> putting he's putting a tweet out there with a hard F. David there. Backus is like probably done for a little bit. So just give him just give Marshand his A. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying uh you're grading it an A. No, no, no. And I was like, no, we, a letter. Just, we just discussed why the why it's it's not perfectly written out. Yeah, I would put an A on him. Although Mark Recchi said on the uh, R.I.P. Sunday Skate show back in the day, remember? He, yeah. When he came on with us. Uh, it took a great picture with us, by the oh, way. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't done man much with that. Man What's that? What a day for pictures for us that That's day. right, yeah. Had you not met Catherine? That yeah. was your first time meeting. Yeah. Catherine Tappen, by the way, little... Uh, Little inside radio. Catherine Tappen is like Mike Reese gets a lot of credit for being like the nicest person in the world. Catherine Tappen, nicest person in the Up world, there. and Ka- just as good looking in person. I will say she is gorgeous. Yeah, she's 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 a gorgeous person. Yeah, enough um, women talk. Right? Uh, by <laughs> the, the way, Mount Rushmore of nice people. <laughs> uh, Catherine Tappen, Chad Johnson of the Calgary Flames, and Mike Reese. I really want Mike Reese to interview Chad Johnson. By the way, and I want It'd a video of that all because day. it would be like. 
hi, Chad, nice to meet you. And like Chad would find something <laughs> super, super nice to say back. And it would uh, be great. So the other day I wore my pea coat and I reached in the pocket and it was my uh, Winter Classic credential. So I haven't worn that in like a full year. That's cool. I don't know uh, where that is. Uh, someone, by the way, tweeted at me. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I can't. Got too many ats. I no. Oh, so this guy took a a big old screen grab of like a lot of my tweets and said, uh, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna kill me." Uh, he says, "Yo, honestly, not trying to burn you. Uh, you just seem to have given up on being a Bruins beat writer. Why?" And then followed it up with more screen grabs. And I mean, the only time you even commented on the game was when you could mock fans. Why keep doing something you seem to hate? You have a right to do what makes you happy, but it's depressing what the Bruins media has become. (laughs) Everyone is half-assing it. So I responded to that person, broke them the horrible, horrible news that I am not currently a Bruins beat writer (laughs) and have not been for months. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Also... I don't think all of my tweets are making fun of Bruins fans. It's just very easy to make fun of Bruins you, fans. You tweet about you. Uh, your account is very scathing now the, towards like the entire Bruins uh, landscape. I've got yeah. I've got no one to. I don't have to protect it's, anybody like anymore. If, like I could see where this guy's coming from because if you miss the news, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Right. I just yeah. I, I tell it like it is now. I'm like, hey everybody, look, Tory Krug's a super nice guy. Um, Bruins fans are idiots. Claude Julian is like a top five coach, and Mike Felger has a lot of bad. Bruins also, there takes. was like a horribly officiated game last night, and the like the one tweet that you had about about it was that referees should be able to parachute from the rafters and swing their dicks around. That was the funniest thing I think I've ever tweeted. I was in tears when I tweeted that. The best part is I have no fucking idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Someone responded with like outrageous tweet, and I don't hate it. And I responded with like no fucking clue what that meant. It just sounded good. I uh, one of the more outrageous tweets that you had this week that I really liked, and I don't think I faved or retweeted it. So nice. you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> is that you went to see Manchester by the Sea and it started singing "Cake by the Ocean" at all the sad parts. <laughs> and, and people shushed you last time you'll do anything nice for anybody yeah i thought that was a that was a perfect that was like such a comedian tweet and it was it was great yeah i've gotten some slow oh 69 likes on it i'm just pulling Ooh, up now hey yeah um congrats that was kind of a slow burn thing i've gotten uh yeah like i saw it 10 minutes after you sent it and it had like four favorites right but like, hmm. like every few hours i get a response to it that's like haha nice <laughs> um Last night at like 11 p.m., Jimmy Toscano, I'm laughing at this. Um, yeah, that's uh, we can talk about Manchester by the Sea for a minute. I uh, I saw it on Thursday. I saw it with my parents, and it was it was like fucking outstanding. It wasn't. Everyone says it was depressing. Yeah, that's what it I've wasn't heard. depressing. It was it was like heavy? my life is depressing. <laughs> it was sad. There's a difference between okay. sad and depressing. It was. Um, I mean, we're not going to talk about it much, so I can just dump it on now because you haven't seen it. Nope. Um, everyone in it was so fucking good, and Casey Affleck is better looking than Ben Affleck. Is that a uh, is that discussed? I think that's a take. Uh, so I think that 
Casey Affleck is way better looking than Ben Affleck. I don't think that Ben Affleck ever looks. I never see Ben Affleck and think like, "Damn." Well, it depends because there's the like town there's when like he's doing the uh, when he's doing the the pull ups. Yeah, I mean, like he was in good shape for the town. He was obviously in good shape for Batman. Like, yeah. ar- arguably, like too in too good of shape. Right, <laughs> those suits were yeah. too slim fitting. Didn't uh, look good on him. And that, but then you look at like Gone Girl, and he and I, that was probably like for the part because. He played, like, a middle-aged guy who kind of was in, like, the in-between where he kind of hated his life. Yeah. He was, like, bloated and looked very tired. So I think that's the right look for him, though. I I do think... I think Affleck's supposed to look tired and weathered. Yeah, I don't think that he's... I think that he's best suited to look a little bit weathered. Yeah, yeah. But you don't don't want him to look like he's, like, let himself go. So Casey Affleck's story in Manchester by the Sea is that, like fucking terrible shit has happened to him and he just can't participate in life anymore he's just like a janitor and he's not trying to do anything and he like he has a permanent look of just like despair on his face and i'm like that's a better look than most ben affleck looks well i I definitely think that casey affleck is a better actor than ben affleck yeah i always come to ben affleck's defense though because everyone always Everyone wants to point out how Ben Affleck isn't good, and I'm saying this after just saying that Ben Affleck isn't that good looking, but everyone wants, like, when someone watches a Casey Affleck movie, the first thing they say after is like, you know who sucks? Ben Affleck. No, I think, I think, I, I've never thought that Ben Affleck sucks as an actor. Like, everything that I see him in, I'm, I'm never, I'm never taken away be, being like, he Ben Affleck that. sucked in that yeah. movie. Yeah. He's always just fine. Yeah. I think Casey Affleck is usually really good. Yeah, he's out. He'll win Best Actor for this. Like, dare I say, better than Gosling. Overall, I liked La La Land better because I'm just gonna it's, like that shit better. Alley. Yeah. Um, but Michelle Williams doesn't get enough love. I think that Michelle Williams is like very under the radar. One of my favorite actresses. She's good in fucking everything, and She's not very under the radar. Not to go there. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of Michelle Williams. Everything she does. Um, someone put out a thing. Oh, Deadspin put out a dumb, stupid, idiot thing about how everything Ryan Gosling in is bad. And it said that, like, Blue Valentine is a bad movie. Blue Valentine's a sad movie. It's not a bad movie. They, that Deadspin post had a lot of bad takes. And it was... It reminds me of... There was something on Grantland a few years ago that was like... Uh, Sarah Bareilles was nominated for Album of the Year. I haven't heard it, but I bet it wins, and here's why. And it's like, well, when you come out the gate being like, I don't know what I'm talking about, right. check this out. As, as a podcast that does that very frequently. <laughs> right, but we do it, I think we, we do, do it in a, a cool way. Matters, yeah, matter. I think that the way we do it is very tasteful and very well received. Uh, All of the reviews love it. <laughs> uh, speaking of reviews, do we want to get those out of the way? Yes, uh, we got some... I don't know if we have a ton, but we've got fucking winners. So I can't, I, I don't really know because the last, I don't know what the last time we did a podcast was. Um, let's uh, see. So I think starting with I love you. So I'll, I'll yeah, get that I out think, of the way I think anyway. that's right. I love you. As we all know, Christmas is about telling the truth. Shouts to this Christmas episode. Uh, tricked the wife into choosing Love Actually to watch on Netflix so I could better prep for the Love Actually episode. I love you guys. I think that's quite the role reversal. I would yeah. imagine that wives have to trick a lot of their husbands well, into watching Love so Actually. So that's what I think he did. I think he was like, hey, honey, you pick the movie. How about a Christmas one? I'll pick the movie next time. 
she's going to say either The Holiday or Love Actually. Now, he's playing with fire there because that's a huge, huge risk. If she picks The Holiday, that guy's going to have a sucky, sucky night. Eh, Not suckier than, than Love Actually. I I I'm fine with the holiday. There's not that much about the holiday that makes me mad. So I, I think I, it's a pretty good movie. I can't clarify this enough. I think that Love Actually is really bad, but I don't I don't dislike Love Actually. Oh my god! All right, so we're on very opposite. Right, like you. Here. I, I appreciate how bad it is, but I'm like I can watch it because I can tell you about it. You know, I don't want to watch it. Someone, by the way, on Christmas Eve, someone brought up Love Actually across the room. Uh, they were probably talking about my bad takes or something <laughs> and i overheard one of my cousins say like what's so bad about love actually and you were just and like I just, i've like, got a list <laughs> i just like cracked my knuckles actually the first thing i did was was tweet like overheard at family christmas party what's so bad about love actually like you just you say yeah you just yell shut up and play a two-hour podcast for him <laughs> right yeah more or less uh, yeah i i uh I would rather watch Love Actually than watch the movie that we're going to talk about later, which is New Year's Okay. Eve. Um, let's see. Uh, do you want to take one of these? Yeah. So uh, the next one, Wood by Radic Bonk is a cool hockey name, which hey, is correct. Yeah, correct take. That's that's good. Uh, Merry Christmas, Pete. Or, Merry Christmas, DJ and Pete. I like this podcast, and I will always tell myself that I would get along with Pete and DJ, but then I remember that they would definitely make fun of me behind my back. It would probably still be worth it because then I'd have someone to not sit with at the movies. This podcast is great because it keeps me in touch with my womanly views, even though I am a man. Parentheses, not a masculine man, but still a man. <laughs> I started li- Biologically right. a man. I started listening, hoping it would be a hockey podcast, and I could not be happier that it is not. <laughs> Hashtag, please like, my ki- please like the Kinsey scale. Uh, I just wish you would bring back Mad Libs. Oh, yeah. We, we should do that at some point. We, yeah, we we can do more Mad Libs. I think we can rustle up some yeah. some Mad Libs. Um, That's a good review. I like that review. Little uh, quick uh, peek into our lives. Are you a talk shit behind the back? No, person? I was I was gonna say that. Like, I don't think we have we have some friends of the podcast. Yeah, and we don't talk shit about them really. Yeah, um, I can't I, really think of anybody that we've really talked shit about. Yeah. Um, you know what? No, we've got some people on Twitter who. Pull some shit. Yeah, but and those, when aren't, they those do, aren't friends. That's right. Yeah, that's true. They're not friends. They're so we talk. We, yeah, we talk shit about people. Like yeah. we talk shit about Paul Walker. We talk. But like, <laughs> yeah. That guy's not my friend. We He's talk. Dead. We talk shit about people with our friends. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, but I'm not the um, like hang out with a group and then someone goes to get a yeah. drink and it's like, what the fuck is with that guy? No, you're right. That so I don't have enough friends to do that. I've had enough experiences <laughs> where that fucking comes back around and then you just. You're just a huge asshole. Yeah. So the, the trick is to not be a huge asshole. Yeah. Um, and also, we're old enough to the point where we don't have to hang out with people that we don't want to hang out with. That's true. That's a pretty great thing. Um, let's see. We rib. I think yeah. we rib a little. Uh, I think that's the best part of being an adult is like just deciding that you don't want to hang out with somebody and you don't have to hang out with them anymore. Uh, speaking of not hanging out, this, so because we didn't do those episodes, we realized this is the longest, and like this is like a week. <laughs> this is the longest you and I have gone without seeing each other in like a year. And like on top of that, I ignored like 60% of your texts. You nice. ignored like a bunch of my texts. Yeah. 
Like it was a it was a real bad week in the Pete and Deej relationship. I did that uh, to a lot of people. I feel like this week though, you're just kind you're given a free pass on everything. Even well, if like you're back at work and stuff, you get an email. You're like, right. Christmas was three days <laughs> right. ago. No, uh, but I also think that like if we ever stop doing this podcast, our relationship is going to go to shit because most yeah. of the stuff that we talk about are in somewhat of a relation to the podcast and things that we're going to do on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then, so like, I was in the mindset, like, not doing the podcast this week, so right. don't really need don't to respond need, to DJ. <laughs> don't need DJ right now. We have a yeah, we have like a very interesting relationship slash friendship in that we're like we've become friends, but like we're business partners right. for a nonprofit. <laughs> I feel like radio business. tandems always talk about that. It's like yeah. it's like we're friends, but we're not like best friends. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. friendly. We're not friends. Yeah, and when whenever we do shit as friends, it always becomes like guys watching sports. <laughs> I don't like doing that with, <laughs> with people, but that's actually that's actually funny because like that's the thing I try to get away from, you know. Yeah. And I think that you're the same way. Like we're the sports writers who are like, guys, it's not just all about hey watching the big game, drinking some suds. And then whenever yeah, we end whenever, up just yeah, hanging out, whenever we hung, whenever we hang out, if we didn't have this podcast, we'd be talking about the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. That's actually so we true. use it all up here, and then when we go out, we're like, "Fuck, I guess we have to like talk about sports or something." Yeah, a lot of times when I show up to do this, we'll just kind of make small talk, like not like "How are you?" or anything, but right. we're kind of afraid of leaking takes. Because, oh right, yeah. We don't. And wanna, that's why we don't want to waste anything off the podcast. And that's why when we do things that are for the podcast, like go to the Bieber concert, go to Lollapalooza, and we're like, oh, we'll have great content off of this. Immediately after shit happens, we have like a forty-five minute discussion about the shit that just happened, and we have we give our funniest spin on it, and then when we go to fucking record a podcast about like, it, fuck, it's we worse. already use all our good takes. So that's why we just, we're not supposed to be friends. Um, so let me see. Uh, got me watching Adam Sandler, who rocks. Says, out loud. Who rocks out loud, says, see Eagle 2003. This was your favorite one. Um, if you do not know who Adam Sandler is yet, then let me say, wake up! This is by far his best film yet, to go along with Big Daddy, The Waterboy, Anger Management, and Happy Gilmore. Oh, I was laughing so hard when I saw this in the big house. Not only is Adam Sandler great, but so is Christopher Walken, who plays the guy who gives Adam Sandler this remote. <laughs> in case you didn't know which movie he's describing. All right. Let me brief you about this blockbuster flick. A guy who is down on his luck go a guy who is down on his luck go to Bed Bath and Beyond. There he goes to the way beyond section of the store where he meets the creator of the Universal Remote, played by Christopher Walken. That is a remote control, not just for electronics, but for everyday life. With this remote, one could mute sound entirely, skip a part of life, such as, let's say, you are in high school. Every time it was test time, the remote would skip it for you. How it skipped it, I am not saying. <laughs> Love to know where this guy's from. All in all, it is about one lucky dude who found a, pow a very powerful remote. He got it for free. So, get this film... <laughs> You will not be disappointed. That is, if you like Adam Sandler or if you just plain like comedy for comedy's sake. Hope I helped you get a laugh because I sure did. As of the entire auditorium of the movie theater I was at that day. Oh, and if you like this movie, check out RV with Robin Williams. 
Have fun and be ready to laugh out loud. Nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. <laughs> I I love that that never comes back to the podcast. No. Just an absolutely absurd review. There's no, like, at the end, like, haha, but anyway, keep yeah. up the good work. Nope. Just nothing. I love that. That is so good. Review. Uh, they are good at podcasting by Douglas. Opinions and inside jokes like Cray, these two closeted homosexuals love to make fun of movies, tell everybody what songs they like, and especially using the word fuck. They, the lead pos- podcaster, that's you, comes up with an opinion, and his little friend, that's me, <laughs> agrees 100% of the time. They once made fun of a guy that was happy and proud of himself for quote-unquote, downing a 12-pack, and I laugh myself to tears. There is no end in sight for this podcast, as the subject matter could be anything, and that is a good thing. So that's one of those reviews that starts off being like, fuck these guys, I hate their guts. And then, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, this podcast rules. So that's my favorite type of (laughs) review, and it's becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was saying to you before, I hope that people that there aren't like copycat killers with these right. who do it too blatantly that yeah start off this with, is perfect because yeah. there's n- really no indication of this being like gonna get positive at some point and then all of a sudden it does <laughs> right it's uh it makes a great turn uh gotta correct this guy it wasn't that the guy said he could down a 12 pack it's that he said he could put down <laughs> a 12 pack and Still the best cold open in the history of the show. That is, that was so great because we'd both read that story. We knew we were going to talk about it. And when you brought it up, we still both fucking died because it was the most. So absurd. When I, when I said it out loud, yeah, I, I couldn't that was, I think myself. that's what it was. Like you'd sent me the story and we both read it and we were like, what an idiot. And then when you hear the words of a guy saying he could put down a 12 pack, <laughs> an Olympic athlete who's like, 250 pounds yeah like sick man you can do a lot of shit dude you're an olympic athlete uh i'm a five-star man says kevin the sugar industry bribed the fda to blame saturated fat for the increase in childhood obesity in the 1960s anyway nice podcast uh love that review so that was something that was discussed when i was hashtag team no sugar back in the day because i actually believe that because that's a true thing that happened. It was actually more the sugar industry blamed calories because if they blamed sugar, and I'm recycling old episodes now, if they blamed sugar, then they wouldn't be able to sell food. Instead, they'll say like, hey, 100 calorie packs because calories are bad, but it's got all this sugar in it. Then you're like, oh, okay, good. Calories are bad. Speaking of sugar, uh, I have eaten, like the last time I had like chicken, and a, a oh, vegetable God. was so so long ago. Yeah, I uh, I'm not uh, on like a meal plan right now. I'm I get up every morning. I have coffee, and my mom gave me a bunch of bags of M and M's. I just have M and M's when I wake up. And then yeah, I'm I don't think I, I don't think I've eaten eaten a structured meal in in about four or five days. I just like I find myself hungry, and then I just walk to the kitchen yeah. and I just grab whatever is closest, and, and I eat that until I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's just. I'm in a fucking bad way, man. I got up yesterday, went to see Sing, uh, ate. I found out that there were. Uh, it was school vacation week. Oh God, that was disaster. Hor- like you turn into the fucking movie theater at ten fifteen, 
on a goddamn Thursday and you see a bunch of fucking like sub, uh, you see a bunch of like SUVs. Horrible, <laughs> horrible realization. I uh, tried to find the gif where Tommy in uh, Goodfellas is getting made, quote unquote made, and he walks into the room and realizes he's getting whacked. <laughs> That's what it's like. I was so fucking excited. I'm like, I'm seeing Sing. Not one motherfucker is going to be in this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I got shot in the head. That is not the movie you want to see on a Christmas vacation either. Oh, my God. Fucking. I almost. I was thinking, like, I've told. I've told little people to shut the fuck up before. <laughs> like, I've told Me. you to shut the fuck up before. <laughs> right. Like, I, I've told small people to shut the fuck up. I was like, why can't I tell this baby that's just. Babies just, like, volunteer shit all the time. They'll just be sitting there in the middle of the movie and be like, oh, it's, who the fuck told you that's a thing? Like, nobody else is doing that. <laughs> uh, um, so we, I had a nice tweet I won't tweet to you this week. We should, uh, we've we should, decided we're just going to start leaking our tweets. Yeah, I won't tweet. Yeah, we should do a tweet I won't tweet of the week. Uh, and you had said, the, like, you had tweeted about, you know, seeing a bunch of kids on on, uh, oh, yeah. on no, Christmas th- th- vacation. This was a fair one, I thought you could have said. Yeah, but I, I mean, I didn't want to be the guy who insinuated that you were a child rapist. So you, you can make child rape jokes if you want to do that, uh, but it's got to be very, very, like, ridiculous, far-fetched, right. like, this isn't true to life. Uh, Gary Tangway and Kirk and Callahan, I still didn't hear this would actually happen, but apparently they they tried to like manufacture proof that he was a child rapist or something like that and he was like guys there there's a line and it has been crossed so i would think that shit like that yeah. is out of bounds but so you were going to say <laughs> so you you had mentioned that you had walked into the theater there were a bunch of small children mm-hmm. and uh and that you were horrified and i had said hmm guess you shouldn't have worn those those uh, gray sweatpants huh dj right so that's <laughs> That's a ridiculous enough that like I'm not sitting in a movie theater with kids ripping a boner. Like that's 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 probably I think we all Unless understand. It's a Miles Teller movie, <laughs> right? Those kids shouldn't have been there. Uh, shouldn't have been standing there. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I've I mean I've made jo- one time I went to see uh, Into the Woods and I didn't know what it was. I was just seeing all the noms, so yeah. I went to Into the Woods and it was a theater full of kids. And this was like peak mustache, Deej. And I was just sitting there by myself in a like a big fur coat with like a mustache. I was basically like a fucking villain. Friend of the podcast, uh, recommendation whisperer, Jeff Israel, yeah. often tells a story about the time that he was on vacation. And it was, I think it was like around the same time. He always tells me about this story. I don't think he's told me the story. I think he has. But he, he had mentioned that he went to go see Percy Jackson and like the Lightning King or whatever the fuck that movie was. I don't know why he went to see that. Yeah. But he, I he, trust Jeff. he went and he was like, there are a lot of children here. I am a middle-aged man balding wearing sweatpants and just a general mess and he was getting weird ass looks so yeah that's uh that's also the thing about when you go to the movies by yourself this isn't a big fancy premiere you're not picking out the right clothes and everything i've got uh the joggers i'm wearing right now are basically my podcasting and movie joggers (laughs) i uh I wear them pretty much every time I have to run over here because they're just the ultimate throw some clothes on clothes. And 
that's what I do when I go to the movies. I just fucking wear joggers and a t-shirt no matter what the weather is. And you just hang out there. So I understand that when Jeff's going to a movie, he's probably doing the 30-plus rendition of that, which yeah. is sweatpants <laughs> and being kind of bald. Um, so, fuck, what was I, I... Oh, I so I got to the movies to see Sing, and it was so packed. There were two seats left. They The seat that they gave me, I came to realize when I went in, was a handicapped seat. Oh, nice. And it was next move. It was next to a handicapped oh, girl no. who had her like handicapped paraphernalia on the seat. So I walked in, saw that shit was going on, and Did I you just, abandoned ship. I yeah, I walked back out and I went to the counter and I was like, "Hey, you gave me a handicapped seat, but it's not just a handicapped seat. It's like the tell the handicapped girl to move their shit handicapped seat." And I'm not going to do that, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh, no. I, I, and there was an 11 o'clock showing. I was like, hey, just give me that instead of the 1030, and I'll do that. And they were like, no, 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 we'll give you another seat. So they gave me another seat, and uh, I just sat next to this like older woman who is seeing this movie by herself, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> I was sitting next to, there were so many people around me the guy to my left was like he was doing that thing where he's coughing a lot and it's just because he's been I'm not fat shaming here it's just because like he's been eating a bunch of shit and drinking a lot of soda so like he'll cough a lot and then he'll drink it's, more soda yeah it's like the I'm real like, the real gross like gurgly cough yes and I, <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> I can't do that shit oh god. I hate that that's uh, I would have murdered that person. Yeah, it was bad. How was the movie, though? It was, v- uh, I won't say very good, but it was okay. good. It was like, the the music in it was good. The um, I had the same thing, though, that I had when I saw uh, Secret Life of Pets, which is, if you don't know who plays everyone going into it, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. It's weird. I would think that I'd be good at picking out, like, hearing a voice and being like, oh, it's this person, and then moving on. Yeah, I've lost my fastball. You. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, like I couldn't tell. Uh, Tori Kelly was one of the people. Couldn't tell who that was. Thought it was Ariana Grande. Uh, Tori Kelly is gorgeous. I think. Yes, she is. Um, she really flies under the radar. Yes, very very good. Uh, but it was good. There was uh, the middle of it isn't great, but like the big finale where they all sing. The music selection is great. There's one guy who plays. Uh, He's a gorilla, and his family, his dad is a thug, and they... In prison, right? Yeah, he goes to prison. Um, so, this Sick kid... Think of all go- this profiling of gorillas. I know. This God kid... Go- it is Shoot funny, on sight, throw him in prison. Yeah. Oh, it's also, awful. another a tweet I can't tweet. <laughs> I, I think it actually would have been kind of... Good. It wouldn't have been the worst thing that was tweeted uh, after Carrie Fisher died. So when Carrie Fisher died, everyone was tweeting shit. Like, Carrie Fisher meant a lot to people. Star Wars nerds, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, so I tweeted to But you. also, Star Wars nerds and the, the fact that she was, like, such a, uh advocate for mental illness. Oh, yeah. She, w- she was a fucking rock star. She was great. I uh, was going to tweet to you. Um, uh, I texted to you. Tweet I won't tweet. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> just quote tweeting. A, or, or were you just going to tweet it? 
Yeah, just okay. while everyone is like <laughs> sad about. Yeah, that, that would have been pretty good because it, it wouldn't have just been a uh, insensitive tweet. It would have been a like, let's bring back Harambe for a ninth time and let's do it during this inopportune time. Also, uh, shouts to Smash Mouth. That was fucking hilarious. What did they do? They tweeted. So Cinnabon tweeted uh, the. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I th- it was stupid and insensitive. Yeah, I didn't think that it was like outrage worthy. You was, knew it was going to get. Oh, outrage, absolutely! Yeah. They definitely shouldn't have sent it because they should have seen the reaction coming. Yeah, like that was is super tone deaf. Yeah, but like they weren't like they weren't like half off our Cinnabons. Right. It was like a tribute that they'd already made. Uh, was, yeah. It was, I don't know. I, I didn't find it like that outrageous. Right. It was just stupid. Big Cat had a great point, which was like, I'm not mad about this because like, A, it's not that mean. B, all of you are now interacting with a fucking bakery on <laughs> Twitter right now, you idiots. Um, to which somebody responded, can't wait till January 20th when all this PC garbage is over. And he was like, oh, I don't think that's <laughs> what that means. Um so uh, Smash Mouth, after all that, Smash Mouth just tweeted, like, R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. And it was a picture of Carrie Fisher. And they put a Smash Mouth logo <laughs> on her shirt. <laughs> and then people started tweeting at them, like, really? And they just started responding to all of them, just doubling down. Oh, Smash Mouth is, like, the worst about, about like, going in on their bad tweets. Right. I which... I, Good for you guys. You're a fucking Smash Mouth is the Donald Trump of music band Twitter. But I think are they self aware? I think they're no. Se- oh really? No, I don't think so at all. Oh god. Yeah, no, they're just awful. <laughs> wow. I thought they. I figured they were self aware enough to be like, we're irrelevant. The only thing that we're doing on Twitter is just being dicks. Um, I tweeted them. I said, you guys sound like you know how to party. Want to come on the podcast? <laughs> they haven't shot. responded. Yeah. Um, so. For this episode, we quote unquote watched New Year's Eve. I actually did watch New a little Year's Eve. Zac Efron Heedy Checky. Oh man, I will say if we're gonna let's get this out of the way real quick. Zac Efron has never been colder than in this <laughs> yeah, movie. That is, that, that is a freezing uh, Zac Efron movie. I uh, so this is a little complaint. This is me getting old. Complaining about the technology. This happened twice now. I tried to rent the movie on iTunes so I could watch it as I fell asleep, and it rented the movie, downloaded, and then after it downloaded, it said could not download, and then it was there to play, and then when I pressed play, it wouldn't play, so now in a day, it's going to tell me, like, by the way, thanks for the $4, you don't have this movie anymore, so I had to wake up this morning and try to watch it on demand on TBS. And that's why we're recording this late, because I watched about half of it, and then I was like, fuck, it's 9.15. I should probably go do a podcast. Hmm. Uh, this movie sucked. <laughs> it's very it's bad. so bad. 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's so a little high. If you Google it, um, it brings you the IMDb score, the Rotten Tomatoes score, and the Amazon.com score. <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, 5.7 on IMDb, 7%. Uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So that's like a... That's an F. Uh, it's an F, but it's like... It's like a good almost F. A, that's almost a 6 out of 10. That's almost a passing grade. Yeah. Uh, 7% out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. And 4 out of 5 on Amazon. Unbelievable. Amazon. All over the place. Uh, somebody tweeted at us after the last episode saying that 
you know that the you know that like the the scores the star ratings on Netflix are based on user reviews. Oh, I thought, so oh, I thought that's it was saying why, it was based on I thought they were saying it's based on like the shit that you watch. No, like the star ratings because out of if, five that they give on so, Netflix cuz we talked about how they were all over the place because yeah. I think like Easy got like one and a half stars or something like that. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So like they're all over the place. Uh, I guess it's from user ratings. Did you end up yo, you ended up watching Easy? I've rewatched it this week actually. <laughs> Yeah, easy. I went back. It's a, it's a very like easily rewatchable show. Yeah, I'll definitely keep. I'll yeah. go back and rewatch the uh, Dave Franco episode. That's what I did. <laughs> I, uh, Those are the two that I rewatched. The episode uh, mornings of Master of None. Oh yeah, that's su- that's such a good bottle episode. Right. That's like a. Um, that's like a. I think we said this at the time. Like, if you don't have time to watch a movie, that's like a fucking movie. Is like is it an great. hour? It's half an hour. I think it's a half minutes? an hour. It's it's so good. Um, let's see. So I took some notes on this. So I New did. Year's Eve, to those uh, unfamiliar, is a – it's like a Love Actually type thing where they have a bunch of storylines. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> except here's the key difference. This movie is basically two hours of introducing stories. Yes. That's it's all they do the whole movie. It's all unbelievable. They, it starts like they're they're like, hey, here's uh Zach Efron, here's uh Jessica Beale, which by the way, huge R.I.P. Jessica Beale. She been dead. Yeah, she has. She's been dead for a while, but I think she wants it that way. It's, okay. Like she could be in a lot of things if she wanted to. Yeah. Uh also I always thought that Jessica Beale looks why so this this is I'm dating myself now because I'm getting to the years past where you know mm-hmm. you'd sit around talking about like Chicks, which man. yeah which actress i've always thought she was overrated I, so did i oh yeah wow. i always thought she was super overrated she looks great in that I, movie. I was just gonna and say she's pregnant this, as fuck right <laughs> i was just gonna say uh like in this movie i was like damn jessica biel looks fucking good like her face and just i've looks never so th- and i've never thought that before her, her like face and her skin just yeah. she's radiant um, um so yeah this movie like i wrote it down like literally the first 25 minutes of the movie are just like they never go back to a storyline. Yeah. They just like every scene is a new introduction or is an introduction to a new character and a new storyline. And that's the first fucking 25 right. minutes so, of like, the movie. So like my sixth or seventh uh, note was there are like 700 storylines. It's 17 minutes in and they're still introducing Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. And then like five notes later is... Robert De Niro introduced right. half an hour into the movie. Right. And it's that that never stops. Like they go yeah. back to storylines at some point, but they'll like they'll go back to old to storylines that they've already introduced. But then in the next scene they'll introduce a new character. You know my favorite introduction is in the movie is uh John Bon Jovi because they keep showing different people for like three, four minutes at a time. That's how you do it, right? You do the little like t- kind of glimpse into their life. Yeah. And uh John Bon Jovi, they just show he's sitting down noodling on the guitar for a second. And that's it. And then they switch to it. Then they're like, <laughs> okay, Josh Dumal time. Which, by the way, we've not talked about Josh Dumal on this podcast. How the fuck? Josh Dumal is... He's okay. You're looking at me with the John Hamm <laughs> reaction face. He's okay. I think that Josh Dumal is a poor man's John Hamm. Because when we talk about these, and I'm just repeating what I wrote down in my longest note while watching this movie. When we talk about guys, we'll say, like, that guy's got great eyes or, like, he's got a very good jaw or something like that. My thing with John Hamm is I'm just like, 
that's how you want a middle-aged man to look, you know? It's just like this ineffable quality that he has. I think Josh Dumal is the same thing. I couldn't tell you like, oh, Josh Dumal's hair is awesome. Well, Josh right. Dumal has a great he's nose. He's very like he's very mm, eh, to me. Like I don't. There's nothing that really like strikes me about him. But he's a guy that's going to be good looking forever. Yeah, much. I think that Josh Dumal is a great looking guy. So congrats to him. I also have no fucking clue what his storyline is. No, no idea. He's just running around pissed off at everybody in a tuxedo, and he's yep. at a wedding for no a second. clue. Um, oh, also, during the wedding, the guy says, sorry, step your toes. The guy says, uh, you, hold on. Uh, he says, you may give kisses to the missus. Steal on that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> awesome. I was like, what kind of fucking wedding is this? That's a, but it's like, that's, no one's there. So right. It's a so weird you can ass get away wedding, with it. But you may give kisses to the missus is so much cooler than you may kiss the bride. <laughs> right. Uh, there are a lot of people in this movie, uh, a lot of famous actors and a lot of famous actresses. For 10 uh, seconds. Right, and 99% of them should not have done this movie. You know who should not have done this movie? Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Oh my god, she looks so bad. She looks awful, and her character is the worst. Do you know how old she is right now? Uh, Like 47? I think she's 58. Okay, that um, that seems... I, I lowballed myself. This movie is from... Oh, let me check. Uh... It's 2011, I think, because the year is 2011 in the movie. Okay, so she is, yeah, she's 58 now. Um, There's her Wikipedia headshot or picture is from 2007. She looks fucking gorgeous because she's Michelle Pfeiffer. Ever heard of her? They, I think they did shit to her to make her look as yeah, bad well, as I she mean, could possibly look. Right. Like, her character was kind of a mess. And Frumpy. Like, and, right. And, like, didn't have a lot going for her. Like, at one point, Zach Efron calls her pathetic. So, like... <laughs> if, like if, when Zach Efron's character is called <laughs> right. you pathetic. Uh, so... But it just, like, doesn't fit in with the, with the movie. Like, if you're Michelle Pfeiffer, why are you going to let this this movie make you less than you are yeah like this isn't like an artistic endeavor (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh this yeah this movie fucking turns the world upside down because you got jessica beale pregnant ass jessica beale looking like a fucking 12 and michelle pfeiffer who i think will always look amazing looking just terrible also, you know who's in this movie? Who I I don't really know much about her because I didn't watch Glee. Uh, that Leah Michelle girl is uh, she the uh, the, el- the elevator girl? Oh yeah, I don't I don't know much about her either. So she was in Glee. Um, big fan of her face. Her face has like a ton of face going on. You know, <laughs> like it's nice man. Do you know you know what I'm saying though? A lot to sit on there. Just, <laughs> like her face is just like very very strong. You uh, know, she wasn't one who struck me in the movie. She's also got a big ass nose can identify (laughs) um at one point in the movie the 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 part of the movie that really like fucking struck me as being the 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 worst was when josh dumal's character drove off the road into like a snowbank at like maybe five miles per hour and then had to get his car towed (laughs) oh really (laughs) so i i stopped watching by that okay yeah he drove he drove off the road uh into like a 
it was not even classified as a fender bender. Oh god. He, he was going so slow and just like was like oops kind of went off the road a little bit and then like that is what set up his entire storyline. Really? <laughs> it, was like, it was like oh my car is totaled and now I got to get to the city and it's like dude you just drove like 3 miles per hour into a snowbank back your car up right. and drive away. He can't he and looks his like airbags go off. Was like, what the fuck is happening? He can't play the hopeless damsel in distress. No, you, you like, come on, Josh Dumal. You, he's got to play like the unassuming guy who, yeah. like, just you know, a movie's perfect for him is. Uh, have you seen Life as We Know It? No, great, great film. It stars uh, Catherine Heigl, who's also in this movie. Catherine Heigl looks great in this movie too. Um, yeah. Catherine Heigl and Josh Dumal, they're two friends who were once set up on a blind date. They didn't get along. But wait, the people who set them up fucking die and leave their kids to both of them. What? Yes. Uh, and they have to, like, make it work, which is what the most the fucked fuck? up. Like, how could you do that to your kids? Right. <laughs> Just put them up for fucking adoption. Don't leave them to two strangers who hate each other. Right. It's uh, it's a great movie, though. I love it. Uh, at one point in this movie, after Josh Jamal crashes his car, the, uh, the tow truck man who shows up... Uh, Josh Jamal asked him to give him a ride to New York City, and he says, I can't. I have plans tonight. And his plans are, quote-unquote, crush a 12-pack and watch porn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, also, sp- speaking of plans, at the beginning of the movie, they do some stupid fucking voiceover thing. and it, they, It's th- the same thing that they did. It's the same exact way that Love Actually starts. Way less 9-11, which is good. Right. <laughs> but um, it starts off with like shots of New York City, and they're like, some people don't believe in hope well then how do you explain everyone coming together on one night uh new year's eve is probably the least participated in holiday ever right uh i don't know about that i think a lot of people do new year's Eve. like i know people who don't celebrate halloween for like religious purposes i know people who don't celebrate christmas for religious purposes if you can believe it um i know but, uh, new year's eve is not like a coming together holiday no, I know. It's like get as drunk as you possibly can. It's just can like you get just, together like, with friends and right. you, it's you don't like, talk to people outside of that. Like it's not like a fucking. It's not like a. Uh, like I said, it's not like people coming together. It's yeah. you and your fucking friends all partying individually. Right. It's uh, and you can choose kind of the levels of wild. You can right. be like, all right, this is going to be a trashy ass New Year's Eve. You can do like, like the, you know, what's a more coming together holiday than New Year's Eve? What St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, well, that's because everybody is on the same page. Exactly. New Year's Eve, people, and that's I guess what my point is. New Year's Eve, people are kind of going at their own speed. Yeah. Like I've, I've. There's a lot of different ways to do New New Year's Eve. So I don't. I'm trying to think. You, you're probably old enough that you've like. Have you ever sat out New Year's Eve? Uh yeah, just like hung in yeah. and I'm, you. And I'm you, never like a big New Year's Eve. Guy. Yeah, me neither. Um, you usually have enough friends who are also just not participating in New Year's Eve. Uh, that you can still have fun. Like I, I last year I was, I was, I'm I'm usually working on New Year's Eve because the Bruins always fucking have games then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went home and I was just watching like Pitbull. On TV, dude, I think like that's a very underrated part of New Year's Eve is just staying in and watching, watching the broadcast. Because when I go out, I always miss that shit because it, there's so many absurd things that happen. Yeah, I'm sure like if if people didn't go out and everybody stayed in and went on Twitter, t- 
New Year's Eve Twitter would be fucking lit. Lit, <laughs> yeah, because because it would be similar to Sunday Night Twitter, right? Which yeah. I don't think we've discussed this. Sunday Night Twitter, peak Twitter, right? Great Twitter. Nobody's committed to anything. Everybody, everybody's trying to avoid the uh, the Sunday scaries. The Sunday and they scaries. Go on Twitter. That's right. Um, so like, I, I'm just having like some friends over on New Year's Eve, and I think that. If it's not loud or whatever, I'm just going to put on the Pitbull thing yeah. and just be like, you guys want to get really drunk and watch this shit? But yeah, last year, I just, I was at home, I wasn't drinking, and one of my friends started a group thread of just like, is anyone watching the Pitbull thing? And I was like, yeah. And we just, awesome. it was just like a bunch of bros texting about the Pitbull my thing. Two, my, so like every year, I'm forced to like go out, go to a bar, and like do like all that fucking typical new year's eve shit yeah and i it, it's never anything that i love uh yeah. and this year my two options are a friend's house party ooh, which is awesome and a concert yeah you're going to uh I might be going to diary i planet. thought you were going to diarrhea planet i might i'm going tonight maybe tomorrow for new year's eve but mm. i haven't decided yet uh well so i didn't realize that you might not be going you said you have a friend's house party i'll invite you to my having people over thing i'm sorry that i didn't invite you i thought you're going to diarrhea it's planet. okay it's okay, man. Can I watch this? I'm going to invite you, and then you're going to reject it. Let's see how this works. Uh, I'm having people over for New Year's Eve. It's going to be like a low-key thing, but we're just going to we're just gonna still get like super trash, though. It's going to be like a fun little group uh, if you're around. Uh, I might already have plans, but I appreciate the invite. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that's the that so that's the way that I reject plans. I say like I might already have something, which is like I'm waiting to see <laughs> if I'm, anything better can right. come up. <laughs> I may have an option. I'm waiting out. I'm sitting out this yes to see if anything better comes. But along. I also do the uh, like ugh something like I I might have to do something. Like, else. Oh damn man! It's like I just have to maybe potentially if I can make other plans do something else. Sorry. Um. So yeah, the the whole thing of everyone coming together on New Year's yeah, Eve. Fucking, this no. whole movie is fucking corny as hell, which yeah. is not surprising. Um. But like at one point, uh, who is it? Jen? Is it not Jennifer Garner? Uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why am I? confusing these two uh hillary swank uh is in charge of running the ball that goes that drops and times square yeah um, a lot of buzz about her in this movie like everyone wants a quote (laughs) nobody fucking cares about the person who runs the ball like of course this shit gets done somehow so you definitely didn't watch to this point but at one point she literally gives a press conference like a very highly televised highly uh, a lot of attention on her, a lot of spotlight, a press conference that that is televised on the big ass screens in Times Square about like the status of the ball drop. What fucking Northwestern grad is given that assignment at their <laughs> right. outlet that they're like, okay, uh, got you. We need you on the ball. We need you on, <laughs> on ball coverage for the day. It's it, it was like the most corniest speech that. Like I've ever seen in a movie, and it was like this. This would never fucking happen. So, uh, fuck that. Here's a question. Um, remember when Ludacris was in movies? Yeah, uh, he still is in movies. You're not a Fast and the Furious guy, but he's like one oh, of the characters. Oh, so Fast this ruins this uh, question. I was going to say, was he in enough movies back in the day that if he were in a movie today, it would be considered a comeback? No, he's he's like he's sustaining on the Fast and the Furious franchise. Okay, good. 
Nice. Not a bad thing to get in on for if you're ludicrous. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of Fast and the Furious, hey Paul Walker, is dead much? Dead. <laughs> uh, and then at one point, uh, this is a note that I had. At one point, there's a bunch bunch of people gathered in Times Square, obviously, as in every New Year's Eve, uh, and a woman picks up a small child, holds it up to the crowd, and said. Who lost this kid? Oh, <laughs> and God. Like, and then somebody 35 rows back was like, I did. And they uh, like throw the kid into the crowd, and he crowd surfs all the way back to his mom. So that's a great moment when that happens at concerts and stuff. Like if someone drops – like we saw this happen at Lollapalooza. Somebody – there was an iPhone on the fucking ground at this – magnificently big super packed thing and it was just the saddest thing you could see because you're like someone lost their fucking that's gonna phone. ruin somebody's fucking yeah, day like, that's that person's life yeah. and someone picked it up and was like who lost an iphone and from like 30 rows back was like oh thank you my baby <laughs> and it was such like a great rejoicing moment weird when you do that with a human with a baby, being right? yeah. um and then the last note that i had is support our troops because okay. in like the last three minutes of the movie, they introduce Common, who oh is uh, a soldier abroad on New Year's Eve, and he skypes with Halle Berry, who is a nurse, and it's his wife. Uh, and like that was very unnecessary. <laughs> they're just Didn't putting in like, oh, by just, the way, they're just like, by the way, we care about the troops. For the troops. <laughs> okay, this was all very serious. Um, we've discussed Common. This is a very cheap movie. Uh, we just you made you had a take back in the day about Common that. He can say anything, and, and like, you're like, "Yes, oh my god, with that. you are right, Common." <laughs> yeah. um, let's see, still uh, stand by that. Oh, here's uh, something I wrote down. You know why Chef is good? The movie? Yeah. Uh, because I don't know. Because, because it's, it's the one movie that doesn't uh, use Sofia Vergara as a mentally disabled person. <laughs> Every why do they fucking do that to this woman? Because it's because of her accent. It's very racist, right? Yeah, I'm like thinking it's got to be racist. It's like very racist. Every fucking role they she give has broken Ver- English, so they make her a broken idiot, right? <laughs> they make her so fucking dumb. Everything and she and everything she's always like whining, and I'm like, what is this stereotype that you're trying to cultivate about beautiful? That women? only happens in movies because her character on Modern Family is pretty put together i think right oh no they no? make her they make her a dummy a dumb like kind of i've seen various episodes and she seems like she's okay in that movie uh maybe it's is... just maybe it's just in comparison to this movie uh in which she is like a full-fledged goddamn idiot <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, everything she she's is in... a walking pair of tits in this movie right uh and again too many guy takes this episode sofia vergara like everyone talks about like the role she plays and stuff it just needs to be clarified. She is fucking flawless. She's in my top three. She is unfucking believable looking, and she always has been. Yes, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, congrats to Joe Mangello. Yes, that's his wife. Uh, did he respond to our tweet? Oh, we no. wished him a happy Definitely birthday. Not. Definitely not. Uh, I was wondering if was that sexual harassment? If we call because we tweeted "Happy birthday, baby." <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that we need to find what the line is between being like, hey, we're open about saying that we think guys are hot and like we're aggressively hitting on married people. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, she she looks fucking great in that movie. Basically, everyone but Michelle Pfeiffer looks great in the movie. I will say, which to is their, Bizarro World. To their credit, they don't exploit 
uh, her like in terms of the boobs, the breasts. Yeah, they they button her up. Yeah, they button her up. They just make her seem like a goddamn idiot. But late in the movie, they do they do bring out those uh, those heavy hitters. Oh, really? Yep. Everything she's in, they are just like, okay. So your line is, uh, we need to go to the store now. And she's like, okay, we need to go to the store now. And they're like, uh, yeah, but could you? Could you just like whine right. a little more whine, and act like, like you don't really know flustered. how to get to the store? <laughs> right. Yeah, be really flustered. And like then her line because like, but we need to go to the store now. And I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. that that was racist, but that sh- it it's is exact, racist. It's exactly what it I'm is. I'm just copying oh, the racist. The store th- now and I can't find my keys. Where right. is it? And then like she falls down and shit, <laughs> and like her heels are too big, and, and somebody and somehow nobody wants to have sex with her. Why? Yeah. Why <laughs> can't she be like, excuse me? I am like I'm assuming she's I'm, an intelligent woman. I'm a 17 out of 10. Why am I like? Why am I not having sex? Right. In any of these why movies? am I type? Well, that's also that I call that the Catherine Heigl effect. They're always like Catherine Heigl always plays the woman who's like, man, if only she could find a man. Yeah, right. She just can't seem to. It's like, fuck, dude, she looks like Catherine Heigl. She could kill people, and they'd be like, yes. Even Josh Dumal in uh, in Life as We Know It. Something would have happened on that blind date, you <laughs> right. know. That's... Uh, so, in this movie, like, so uh, Sofia Vergara's character is obsessed with Bon Jovi's character, yeah. and at like one point, she goes in for a kiss, and yeah, and jo- Bon Jovi's like, Ugh, no, right. he's like, <laughs> what? I, I think, uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who you are? She's d- he would definitely be benching out of his weight class there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. I yeah. But, he bon Jovi always, should just go away. He's, uh, I don't love Bon Jovi. I don't even come close to loving Bon Jovi. Fuck yeah. that guy. I, uh, but you Especially know, now that he does those fucking direct TV commercials. Yeah. He, uh, was in a, a great SNL digital short. Uh, it was called People Getting Punched Just Before Eating. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's just basically a techno song is played and, uh, Every it'll be like someone picks up a sandwich and they go to take a bite <laughs> into it and then Andy Samberg comes out of nowhere, <laughs> punches them in the face, and then celebrates. And it's just that for like five minutes. And uh, one of them is John Bon Jovi, and he gets punched in the face. And every time someone gets punched, it says like punched on the screen. <laughs> so Bon Jovi goes down, and then he immediately pops back up with like a flying V guitar, and it's like <laughs> full recovery, Bon Jovi. So that's funny, but nice. he's such a bitch. You know, yeah. doesn't he just, yeah. oh, I'm John Bon Jovi. You are a little bitch of the week.